0: Welcome to The Strang Report with Steve Strang on the Charisma Podcast Network. This episode was produced to discuss and address issues within our nation and around the world from a Christian worldview.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Stephen Strang, and today I'm bringing you a panel of three Christian leaders, Richard Roberts, Frank Media, and Mark Gonzalez. And my purpose is to try to give some insights for my viewers and listeners, because I'll put this on my Strangler Report podcast, on what God is saying in this very unsettling time following Election Day, where, you know, I believe that Donald Trump is going to be declared the winner. And of course, that didn't happen. And since then, Joe Biden has and the media have declared that he is the president elect. And it's a confusing time because you certainly can't look at the media to find out what's going on. So. I want to welcome each of you, and we'll start with you, Richard. I might say that today, on November 12, 2020, the day we're recording this, is your birthday. So happy thank birthday
2: to you. Thank you very much.
1: So why don't you just tell us what you feel the Lord is saying right now so people know what, what to, uh, you know, know how to pray, know how to react, and then, and then we'll just uh, have a conversation on steps ahead.
2: Uh, Steve, it's glad to be with you today. Thank you for the invitation. I was reminded of an old song I used to sing, this is not the time for giving up, it's time for holding on. And uh, I use this expression a lot, much prayer, much power, little prayer, little power, no prayer, no power. This is not the time to shrink back. This is the time to pray and to stand. Many of us perhaps misunderstood the prophetic word. It wasn't that uh, President Trump was not going to be re-elected, reelected. It was that we all thought it was going to happen last Tuesday night. But had it happened last Tuesday night, and instead of happening in the near future, which I believe will happen, God would not had, have had an opportunity to clear out the swamp. You know, when you walk through a swamp, there are holes there are pitfalls there are there are roots that are all strung out you have to be very careful when you walk through a swamp and that's what i see uh, president trump doing right now being and his team being very very careful how they uh, manipulate through this uh, this how they walk through this this uh, snare that's out there i believe with all my heart he is going to be fully reelected, and a lot of the irregularities are going to be cleared up so they can never happen in our country again. And I think God will get the victory and Trump will be reelected. Well, that's very encouraging.
1: And of course, there's a lot of stories about voter fraud. And when I wrote God Trump in the 2020 election, I said that one of the ways he might lose was with massive voter fraud and I quoted experts and things that have happened in other elections. So, And I agree, we've got to uh, have integrity in our election system. And one of the things Donald Trump has done in four years, of course, is to help drain the swamp, or I should say, even expose it. You know, if he had not been elected, we would have never known about the corruption of the FBI and the CIA and other parts of the government that have come to light since then. So Frank, I wanna turn it over to you. I You were the first one I can remember. It must've been in 2015, while I was still uh, supporting Ted Cruz, that you told me that God had shown you that this New York businessman was gonna be president. And of course that happened. So what do you see happening?
3: Well, thank you. As Richard said, Steve, thank you for having us. And I'm very honored to be with such esteemed people. Richard and you and your father have been very dear and it had a great impression upon me in my life. And of course, Mark's a dear brother. We walked together. And Steve, as I've often said, you're one of the most unique journalists in the world today, because you're <laughs> with the Christian perspective like nobody else does. And uh, and I appreciate that. So thank you. I'm pretty simple about this. I, as you know, Steve, I had to do a gut check on election eve. And uh, like everybody else, I say, what happened? I turned off the television and One o'clock Eastern time in the morning, everything was looking wonderful. I put it back on at 6 a.m. and the sky had fallen in. And uh, so I got quiet. I got quiet for about three days. I had nothing to say, except I was humbling myself before the Lord. And then the Lord took me through an account of everything he had said and everything that had happened. And Steve, as you know, I shared this with you. I shared it with our Otter Shield family. Mark knows that he did as well. And God was a hundred percent accurate, right down to the third Supreme Court justice. I think you'll remember, Steve, November 9, 3.30 a.m., 2.16. Uh, uh, you were you were there celebrating the first the, the, the first election. And I was in my bedroom praying and the Lord gave me the vision of photo shield. And I prophesied and said in the first season and listen to these words. He reminded me in the first season in his first season, Donald Trump, would put three Supreme Court justices on the court and that they would begin to change the law of the land. Well, we got down to 42 days before the election and I'm thinking I gotta to have to give Steve a call and apologize for being a false prophet. I don't know what happened, but God, boom. And then the Lord sped it up and here we are with the new Supreme Court justice in record time and the Lord reminded me of that. And I think that Richard was spot on when he said that we tend to be like the people wanted Jeremiah to be they wanted the word and then they wanted to take the word and conform it to their circumstances. But that's not how God is. God doesn't conform to anybody's circumstances and certainly he's not going to let the glory go to anybody else so here we sit in a moment where richard's point about faith is really really where we need to be our message is right now needs to be one of rest and faith in the lord and you know you said something else richard that really spurned me to think a little bit about part of his assignment he has a breaker anointing is to drain this swamp and to bust stuff up and if he doesn't get the chance to bust it up who's gonna bust it up certainly not some of the milk toast that we see there that aren't willing to take a good hard shot. So he, whether he likes it or not, he keeps getting thrown into these battles and having to fight against all odds to come out and he's busting it up. That breaker anointing is requiring him to go state to state and to call things out. So the vision I got, that was that in February, as I shared with you, Steve, and I'm going to leave it at this. The Lord showed me as I shared and published that Donald Trump was sinking in quicksand and he was up to his lip and I saw his head up like this and I was panicking, Lord, what's happening? And I saw the thumb and finger of a hand come down and I knew it was the hand of the Lord and he snatched him by his head, pulled him out of the quicksand, threw him into the air and the word the Holy Spirit spoke soaring, soaring, soaring. And I knew then that God was going to salvage and rescue him just like Simeon cried out the consolation of Israel, the rescue, the deliverance of Israel. So we have to wait on the Lord.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, Mark,
0: yes. what do you think? Well, uh, I'll sum it in three phrases. The first one was just believe. And the scripture that came to mind was, fear not, believe only, and you shall be made whole. Everybody was being challenged, especially if you're moving the prophetic and you said stuff out there in the public and you declare certain things. And then, of course, as being kind of the civic uh, ministry in the country and so forth. Uh, one of those, everybody's like, "I'm my phone is blowing up. What are you hearing? What are they saying?" And I'm just telling people, contend, 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 and keep striking the ground till it happens. And that's what this whole thing was about for us, because we just grabbed a hold of the word of God. And and there was that little split second where I was like, "Okay, Lord, what's going on here?" And God reminded me of the a- Amy Coney Barrett. He was like. How fast did I do that? How quickly and how suddenly? Because another thing God had been already dealing with us about is we're moving into a time of suddenlies. So God says, how suddenly? So that resonated me with me when he said that. How suddenly did I that this Amy Coney Barrett literally from Ruth Bader Gainsberg being alive to her passing to Amy Coney Barrett being in the Supreme Court it was a 30-day period. Okay, we got two months here. I'm saying, so man, we we got extra days (laughs) in this whole process, and we're going on God's time clock. but this is what it's about. We need to contend right now, and I'll add this, uh, Steve. We're good at getting a prophetic word and contending for it when it comes to our ministry, the finances, the family, to, to everything except government and elections. Everybody's like, oh, God said it. It's just going to happen, man. We're going to rest and God's going to do it. I'm like, no, we got to take that prophetic word, that same one, and we got to wrestle with it, contend with it, because God is up to something greater than we ever realized. And he's not done. I mean, we're talking about stuff even up to 30 states of corruption. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen just yet. He's got something greater than just the election. He's got something greater than just the presidency in mind because he's thinking about future generations. uh, And I'll share a little bit more about that in a moment. But it comes from that same story. When King Elisha told King Joash, I need you to strike the ground. These are the arrow of the Lord's deliverance. And the Bible says that he opened up the eastward window, he shot the arrows, he struck the ground, he did everything that he told him to do. But verse 19, the last verse of that story, it says that the man of God, Elisha, was mad. Not only mad, he said he was rot with him. And when he said that, I asked the Lord, okay, wait a minute, you're going to have to explain this to me. He did everything you asked him to do. You told him to open the window, you told him to shoot through the window, you told him to take the arrows. He did all of that. Why was the man of God mad? And here was the point. The rest of that story says, if you would have shot at least five or six times, you would have consumed Syria. But because you only did it three times or you only did it halfway. I I mean, uh, I'm not going to. You are only going to have three victories. And here's the point. We start good, but we don't finish good. And right now, God is trying to do something greater. And we can't get caught in doubt and unbelief. We need, to, we need to contend, we need to press, Because God says, I'm going to do something greater because I have future generations that I'm thinking about. I have future elections that I'm thinking about. I'm already thinking about the next president and the next president and the coming generation. So right now is a time to contend, 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 and don't stop tracking the ground till we get the complete victory. And yes, it does have a deadline, January 20th. But it's bigger than January 20th. Uh, In other words, that's when the inauguration would have to take place. So we're saying there's a lot of dates in between. We won't get into all of that. But the point is, if we keep contending, something greater is
1: coming on the other side of January 20th. I believe that's right. That sounds like you preach (laughs) well. And I have a couple of things I want to say, but I want to just go back to what Frank made reference to me being a different kind of journalist. And I was, you know, I got a degree in journalism, of course, in that early part of my career, But, you know, I was a young journalist who wanted to serve Jesus and ended up doing what I'm doing today. But I just wanted to mention something that I'm not sure I've ever uh, shared publicly before, and that is that Oral Roberts rebuked me one time for calling myself a journalist. and I thought, you know, what's wrong with that? But to him, journalists were just so vile. He didn't want me to call myself. I said, well, why do I call myself? He said, call yourself a man of God. I'll never forget. And my dad used to make the joke. Uh, My dad was a real jokester. He said that the Bible says the people couldn't get to Jesus for the press. And uh, while that's just kind of a play on words, it also has a certain amount of truth in it. But on election day, I was invited to fly out to Dallas-Fort Worth and to be with the Kenneth Copeland Ministries. They had something called America Stands on election eve. I thought they did a fantastic job. I mean, I think this was the third time they'd done it. They really upped their game. They had David Barrett there to analyze the election results coming in. They had the results coming in from the AP. So they had, you know, what all the networks did. And uh, when they wrapped up things about 1 or one thirty in the morning central time, you know, David Barrett and the others were projecting that in some of these closed states that Trump was really ahead and that these Trends continued. He would win, and that's how I went to bed. We resumed the next morning at nine o'clock, and by then, as you referred to Frank, a lot had changed overnight. And but, you know, the interesting thing is, is we—I was there for three hours, and there were a number of people. Uh, Hank Kuhneman was one. That was different people that they'd flown in. They had a few people come in by Zoom. I remember Mario Murillo and Lance Walnow. And everybody was saying, we've got to just believe God. You know, nobody was throwing up their hands. And, and at the time, we didn't know what was going on. You know, we thought, well, maybe in a day or two, it'll be decided. Of course, it wasn't. And uh, it's just been interesting to me that there's been, in, in what I'm going to call spirit filled circles, in, where people are really pressing into God and, you know, believing God. And it's not just religion, even if it's just evangelical religion leaders seem to be saying, you know, this is not over, we've got to believe God, and also the prophets. You know, I I referred to this uh, playing it up in my book. One of the reasons I wrote God and Donald Trump in 2017 is because I felt that the story about the prophetic aspect had not been told. I felt like I was writing history. You know, I've I've lived my whole journalistic life in the evangelical community where most of them take their theology from Dallas Theological Seminary, you know, and they believe all this stuff is just nonsense or it's just, you know, passed away with the apostles. And so I know a lot of Christians don't take the prophetic seriously. And also in, in Pentecostal circles, a lot of people say they believe it, but they, you know, you never hear prophecies, let's say. I remember in 2000, you know, when we had the recount, uh, No, in 2000, we had Y2K, do you remember that? That was a number of months before the recount. And I remember being at a kind of a prophetic round table. They went around the table to see who thought it was gonna be the end of the world as we knew it. Because remember there were all these dire predictions, we've kind of forgotten about it, but at the time, and and who thought there was gonna be no big deal. And it was split pretty evenly, 50-50. I remember, you know, making that observation back then. But this time, it's all the prophetic voices have said Donald Trump. I mean, over the past several years, nobody prophesied that Biden would win. You know, even those handful of of evangelicals or charismatics who voted for Biden, and there were a few, uh, I just think that's very interesting. And as we've covered this, you know, trying objectively, trying to put out the truth, trying to help people to understand uh, I brought that up and and for me, when this happens, is going to be a validation that the prophetic is valid and that God does have a plan and purpose. And it's not just that we predicted it right. God has a plan and purpose for America and for reasons we don't totally understand. He picked this very unlikely businessman from New York to uh, you know give us a reprieve. So Richard, this panel is not about me, although I've got to throw in my opinion. Uh, what do you think?
2: Well, I think you're right on, Stephen. This is this is the most critical time uh, in my life, with what's going on here in America. Uh, God has not fallen off the throne. It's not time to shrink back. Uh, my heart is saddened when I hear preachers uh, in their pulpits saying, well, this is how it's going to be. We're just going to have to live with it. I think they're going to be, as I heard Mario Murillo say the other night, I think they're going to be some battlefield promotions of ministers who are going to be put into the forefront because they're ready to fight with their faith and to believe God. This is not over by any stretch of the imagination. You know, the Philistines fought that Goliath had already won because there was no one who could challenge him. But my, were they wrong. I'm sure that Pharaoh licking his chops when he saw the waters of the Red Sea, knowing that in his heart that he had them trapped, but he didn't. God had something else in mind. And I've been preaching the past few days, along with my wife, Lindsay, on expecting the unexpected and the, there is an unsuspecting public out there, including the media, who, um, (laughs) they have their own agenda, but God has his agenda. And I'll tell you, God, is going to win. And when I heard Frank say that he saw the Lord reach down and pull Donald Trump into the air, meaning that he could soar again instead of going into quicksand, my heart leaped. And as I heard Mark speak, I know we're on the right track. I believe with all my heart this is a great day to be alive. Don't give up, don't quit, don't stop believing. Keep praying, praying in the spirit because on January the 20th we're going to celebrate the the inauguration of Donald Trump's second term. I believe you're right. Frank?
3: Well, just a few quick points. One, what time are we in right now? What spiritual time, what mega time are we in right now? And I'm becoming more and more convinced that we're not just in the beginning of a season of the great Whore Babylon that we read about, read about in Revelation or the mystery of Babylon. I think that she's got her claws in pretty strong. And I I know what Richard said had to happen. Look what got exposed, the media, the high tech, all of the, the riches and the trading of silver, the enemies of this nation, but more so the spirit of antichrist. This collaboration that's come together, whether it's been intentionally, unintentionally, we know who the conductor is, the evil one. And we know that the systems in place So we need faith to overcome right now. And how else do you get faith to overcome unless you're put in a position to overcome? How else do you have the faith that David needed to take a kingdom, unless you've been having to fight the lion, the bear and Goliath and be ready for it. So I think God's putting that kind of faith in his people right now. And it's like the church of Laodicea, who's hot, who's lukewarm, who's cold. And what's he say, come out of her, my people. Come out of her, my people. So I think Richard's right. Whether we like it or not, we have two choices. Flip the coin, stay in her or come out of her. And the Lord's saying, come out of her. And finally this, Richard, just like you said, significant to me was that it was the thumb and the forefinger, the apostle and the prophet. And that's the word that has to stand strong, that apostolic anointing and that prophetic anointing is what's going to carry this through. And the Lord specifically showed that. So Mark, you're spot on. We need to contend and the leaders need to contend. And Richard, I agree with you and Marilla. I believe people are coming up, that God has raised up and they're coming up and they're going to be strong and they're going to be voices. And I think there's going to be some voices that are going to be quenched that aren't standing up in that leadership role right now.
2: Well,
1: in my circles... I haven't heard that many preachers say, let's just accept that. I've heard one or two say we should be good losers or something. But most people I talk to say we have to stand strong. And my staff, it seems behind me that we're doing the right thing. You know, we're trying to be objective, but we are not running articles that say that Joe Biden has won because he hasn't. If you'll remember in 2000 where we had that recount. 37 painful days down here in Florida. I remember it well. Uh, They called him uh, President-elect Gore, if you'll remember. And, of course, the Supreme Court, you know, decided that, and and George W. Bush was elected. Hopefully this won't drag out 37 days, but, you know, just because AP and the media have said that Joe Biden has won doesn't mean he's won. It's got to be certified. There's a certain legal process that goes through. And, you know, when it's not contested and when it seems pretty clear cut, yes, they make projections early before the, you know, the certification actually goes through. That's not the case this time. So, Mark, what do you think?
0: Yes, well, I think it's we the night when we we saw that this was going to begin to drag out. uh, I wrote a a memo to all our leaders across the country. I said, look, we're going to continue to fight. As long as Donald Trump is fighting, we're going to fight with him. Okay, we're going to hold because the word God gave me, I need you to be his arms like Aaron and her for Moses. We're going to keep his hands up in prayer and intercession. We're going to keep declaring, regardless of what this looks like. And and, you know, so once we made that declaration, of course. We did get from other people. You're trying to disunity and disunify us, time to unite. And I said, it's the fight's not over. I mean, he's not even certified yet, even if it was going straight. I go, but it's not. And then with all the corruption that's going on, I said, we're not going to let up. We're not going to relent. I said, we're going to fight till the end and uh, let God be true and every man a liar. And, and, and I believe that God is challenging the church right now. We're in a Mont Carmel moment. But it's not the it's not the God and the gods of this world, man. God is testing us in our faith. Okay, what are we gonna do? All right, are we gonna go by the way of doubt and unbelief? Or are you gonna go by the way of faith and let God put fire on the altar and let's move this thing forward? Because I truly believe there's awakening on the other side of this as God refines us. Uh, in this moment of we really have to put faith pressure on his word and say, okay, this is true. And this is what it's about. So we're going to keep contending. We're going to keep fighting. uh, Because, and I tell people, see, we're not even saying, we're saying Satan's trying to steal this election. That's what this thing is about. It's not flesh and blood. We're not even worried about, you know, Joe Biden. This is about Satan's trying to steal this election because we believe Donald Trump is still the anointed person that God has put for this hour to continue to move us forward, especially the church. No other person has done more for the church, more for life, more for Israel. I mean, the list goes on. You know it. You know the whole list, Steve. And so, from that standpoint, God is not done yet. God is opening up a pathway, even a greater one for the church. So, we have to fight because Satan's not just going to allow us to walk into the promised land. And I bought at the same time, I'm just not going to quit. I want to see the glory of God. And we're just going to stay focused, keep pushing, regardless of the naysayers, because God is something is up to something greater than we could have even imagined as he cleans house all across the
1: country. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that is going to come out of this that I think is good is when Donald Trump wins, he's going to know that it's a miracle and that it was a result of prayer. I really believe that he knows that. You know, there are people who are around him who say that he prays a lot more than, you know, you would think based on what you see in the media. And, you know, he's got to be asking God to pull him through on this. And, you know, the fact that the body of Christ is going through this, we're going to look back on this, just like you were saying, Mark, and find that it's a good thing. Uh, A lot of ministries that have been almost passive in the past, you know, just thinking, well, politics is politics and it's dirty and I don't like it. Dealing with dirty things, they're stepping up in a in a powerful new way, and not just politically, but in the spirit. And I think that that is a very very good thing that's going to happen. And you know, if the election had been decided on on uh, Tuesday evening, election day, uh, we would have all been very happy. Of course, we would have you know known that the prophets were right. But actually, all of this other things that we're going through with the having to believe God and confess and the things you're talking about uh, wouldn't have happened. So as we wrap this up, why don't we go around the room one more time and, you know, maybe there are people who are listening who go to a church where their pastor has said this, or maybe everyone around them is a Democrat. Uh, What would you say to encourage them or share anything else in, in your final thoughts that you feel the Lord is saying?
2: Uh, Steve, I would tell people that God is not nervous. He's just not nervous. He is in charge, and we are to look to him as the author and finisher of our faith. He has a plan in mind, and no matter how long it takes, two days, three days, four days, 70 days, whatever it takes, that's what we're going to stand in faith for, and we're going to see an ultimate victory. Amen. Frank? Frank?
3: i would add to that that uh, the kind of faith that is being percolated right now in the body of christ and those of us who are willing to stand is that faith that comes from the grave type of faith the same faith that christ had to release as it told us in john 17 before he headed into the depths of hell that the father would raise him by his glory Well, the Father's doing this for his glory and for his name, and we need that kind of faith. The faith that says, I don't care what the media said, I don't care what the pundits said, I don't care what anybody is saying, I'm believing that God, in his resurrection power, is going to snatch Donald Trump up out of that quicksand and the assignments with him, and we're going to soar.
1: Well said, and last but not least, Mark. Yeah, and, and uh, kind of reiterate even
0: what Richard was saying, this has not caught God by surprise. Right? He knows everything that's going on, just like he knows everything that's going on in our lives and the situations that we're living in. And because of that, uh, God is going to move by his spirit because he has us all in mind. He's not done with America. I truly believe her best days are still ahead. Uh, and in that, it needed a refining to take place. And He's refining all of us in our faith, in our prayer life, in uh, in uh, in our contending and believing God like we've never believed Him before. And because of that, the best is also yet to come in your own life. And and uh, and so, because as this refines all of us, we'll be able to use this same faith we've been using to contend for America to be able to use it to contend for our family, contend for our ministry, to contend for our household. And we're going to see God begin to move even greater, like like never before. Uh, so it's it's still exciting, even though it doesn't always feel good going through the, through the process. But as we go through the process and we get to the other side, like Jesus said, for the glory that was said before him, he endured the cross. And I'm expecting glory on the other side of what's going on right now here in America.
1: Well, thank you to all of you for taking time from very busy schedules to be on this Zoom call, which will also be a podcast. And I'm just going to encourage people to share this. We need to get this word out. This is a way that people can be encouraged, which is why we did it in the first place. So thank you for listening. uh, And thank you to Richard Roberts and Frank Media and Mark Gonzalez for your wisdom and your thoughts. And also what each of you said, was just so encouraged. I'm walking away from this encouraged myself and I wasn't discouraged, but I think it's just great to talk about this and to try to understand what the lord is saying thank you for listening god bless you
0: thank you for listening to the strang report with steve strang to read more from steve visit his blog the strang report on charismamag.com again it's the strang report on charismamag.com this has been a production of the charisma podcast network steve and joy strang are the founders and owners of cpn